0: Hi, it's Robin McMahon here. I'm the host of Parenting Our Future. And if you're listening to this podcast, I wanna thank you so much for being here. I also want you to know that I am a former angry mom. I used to yell and rage and threaten and punish my kids because I wasn't getting the cooperation or the behavior that I felt I should be getting. And I struggled for many years, not knowing how to change or knowing what to do differently. It wasn't until I found the world of peaceful parenting that I learned why my kids acted the way they did and also why I was so angry and triggered. I was able to heal my anger and leave my triggers behind so that I could focus on being the calm and confident parent I always expected myself to be. I can tell you that feeling connected to your kids is the best feeling in the world. My two boys are teenagers now and we have a strong relationship that is rooted in deep connection. And where there is connection, there's cooperation. Parenting is the most important job we do, but it's the hardest job we do. And we do it without understanding the fundamentals of the way our kids grow and develop. We do it without knowing the way their brains work or what their behavior is actually really telling us. So it's no wonder it's so hard. And it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say, this is harder than I thought it would be. And that's where I come in. I can help you and I can support you so that you can have the cooperation and enjoy being a parent. You can book a free call with me on my website, parentingforconnection.com. And if you want to download my free guide, how to turn a no into cooperation, go to triggerfreeparents.com. I really hope you enjoy the show thanks for listening. Hey everybody, it's Robin McMahon here. Welcome to another cool episode of Parenting Our Future. Yes, that's right. We are talking about climate change. We're talking about The Cooldown, which is a website founded by my two guests today. And I got to tell you, it is one of the coolest sites I've seen in a long time. And I wish that I had had this site to help me make sustainable choices when my kids were little. That's when I really, really took a look at climate change and really wanted to start to make a difference in my own home. So first, let me just introduce you to these wonderful women who, if you don't know them yet, you will soon because you're going to see their great work Everywhere They are so phenomenal. First, we have Anna Robertson, who's the co-founder and chief content officer of The Cooldown. She is an Emmy and Murrow award-winning executive, producer, and innovator who has shaped new and legacy media brands and developed content for formats at ABC Disney and Yahoo News. She spent 10 years at Good Morning America, and early in her career, Anna was mentored by the one and only Diane Sawyer, who is a personal favorite of mine, and served as the legendary journalist's producer as they covered major stories around the world. Anna is now based in Park City, Utah, with her husband and two children, where she's involved in sustainability efforts for her community. And then we have Nina Chuli, who is the head of commerce and marketing for The Cool Down. She is an accomplished entrepreneur and CMO with 20 years experience of launching and growing digital forward fashion, beauty, and retail brands. Her experience spans her own entrepreneurial endeavors in fashion and e-commerce and high level marketing roles at some pretty big companies. She is now based in Sun Valley, Idaho, where she grew up with her husband and her two children. Welcome both to you, Anna and Nina. All right, so we're just gonna dive in here with Anna and Nina. So as the founding executives of The Cooldown, I need you to tell me all about it, what you're doing, what is your mission, why are you doing it, all the things.
1: Well, hey Robin, it's so nice to be here and thank you for having us. Thank you for all you do to keep us calm and sane um, <laughs> in the parenting <laughs> journey. Um, and uh, yeah, we're we're thrilled to be here to talk about The Cooldown, which is the first mainstream climate brand. And really what we're trying to do is connect more people, connect millions of people to the climate conversation um, and make it a little less overwhelming and connect people to the incredible innovation and opportunity that exists in our future, um, at which maybe people aren't hearing about as much. I think people feel very overwhelmed. Um, by what's happening to our planet as we see the effects of climate change um, affecting extreme weather across across the planet. Um, and just it can just be very overwhelming. and it can feel very,, um, very doomy, very, you know, doom and gloom. And um you know, we are a group of media professionals of moms. Nina and I are, are both moms and started doing this work because we care about creating a better future for our kids, um, and one that, uh, is cleaner and and is is really amazing for our kids. And so, as we sort of dug into um, what's happening in the climate space, we uncovered so much opportunity, so much innovation that's happening that really people just aren't hearing about. And so, it's our belief that by um, you know sharing what's happening to our planet in plain English, in in terms that people can understand, and by highlighting some of these more hopeful and inspirational and innovative. Uh, solutions that we can all make a huge difference. And and that starts with moms, to be honest, we're both parents. uh, Moms are, you know, buyers in their homes, they have an enormous amount of impact in their communities. Um, That's what we aspire to do in our communities. And so we're just thrilled to be engaging with your audience about how we can all feel more empowered, as opposed to overwhelmed when it comes to climate.
0: You know, I have to say that it really lit a fire under me having kids in terms of the way I see the environment. Uh, I uh, I live in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia, and there is no place in the world like where I live. You know, the entire province that I live in is stunningly beautiful. and I am motivated to protect it. And when I had kids, it really changed the way I saw so many different things. And I have to say that I have felt really, lost at times. And I felt really overwhelmed at times because I care about the environment. And the first thing we did when uh, my second son, it wasn't even one years old yet, you know, we moved into this house. I changed all the light bulbs to the compact fluorescent light bulbs. You know, we spent hundreds of dollars getting all those new light bulbs and, you know, wanting to do things like, uh, you know, but I didn't know what really to do. So one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on is because you do have some really great solutions and you have some products that you've already vetted that make sense and are environmentally friendly. They're sustainable. And all of those things are so important. And I think you're right. As moms, we all really care about that. And we, we want to do right. We want to have, like you suggest, birthday parties that are little to no waste, right? things like that for sure. I mean, we're on a mission to demystify and simplify the answer
2: to that question. What can I do? Because we all get overwhelmed, even, you know, Ann and I working in this in, in climate, like we have days where, you know, we're texting each other and we see bad news come out and it's overwhelming, but the way you can break out of that is to take one small step. And that's kind of where we ask people to start. It's just, just pick one thing in your life. That's easy to change and Mm -hmm. start there. If we ask people to, you know, I think people think that in order to make an impact, they have to make these sweeping changes in their lifestyle. Mm. And that's really overwhelming to people as well. Mm. Our goal is to meet people where they are and provide Mm. tips and solutions for everyone's lifestyle. It's not a one size fits all solution. So if you are looking to reduce plastic waste in your home, you know, there's ways to do that and you can start simple. If you're looking to, um, you know, if you're in the middle of remodeling your house, you can look at an induction range instead of a gas range or you're looking for a new car so you know mm-hmm. if you if you are you know only shop at target or walmart there are great green options for you mm-hmm. yes there are green products that are more expensive but i think mm-hmm. it's come a long way so we have options for everybody. there's literally a sustainable swap for almost every single product that you buy in your life and my advice to people is always just start with one thing yeah. don't you know go into your bathroom closet and just take everything through in the trash. Just don't do that (laughs) (laughs) because that doesn't help. Yeah. Finish what you have been using. Yeah. Um, And once you finish it, you know, you can, you can look at our website, like you can DM us on Instagram. We can provide you ideas for a sustainable swap for that. And you can just try it and see if you like it. And it's, it's really, we're trying to take the work
0: out of it for people and make it a lot easier. Okay, so everybody just heard you say DM us on Instagram. Okay, (laughs) let's please open. (laughs) (laughs) There are are actual people answering questions. (laughs) Are you responding to them all? Okay, so here's what I want to say. Is it fair to put this on us? Is it fair to add this to moms when we hear, and I don't have the numbers right. I probably should have looked this up before we hit record, but I didn't. When we hear that it is maybe four or five major companies that are responsible for like 80% of the world's waste, why does it have to land on my shoulders? I don't think that's fair. Can we talk about that? Well, I'm going
1: to, yeah, I mean, I'm going to take a stab at reframing the question a little bit because I think um, it's not about us having to do things. And part of what what we talk about at the cool down is- not just doing something because it's good for the planet, but doing something because it's good for our kids' health, or it may be even a better product or it might even be cheaper. And we often lead with that. Nobody's going to do something just because it's going to save our planet. I mean, we all we all have our best intentions, but you know what? We're super busy, and we don't have time to, you know, research everything and and to do things just just for that reason. So, first and foremost, like any product that we're going to talk about, any swap that we're going to talk about, it has to be just as good, if not better than the alternative. But this, but the second part, the second answer to your question is you're right. It's not fair that there are, there are these big companies that are causing their, you know, that are causing a lot of the damage. Um, that said, we are, you know, in an all hands on deck situation, as, as Nina says, like we need all. We need everybody to do their part. And our belief at the cool down is that we have not yet engaged mainstream audiences and mass audiences in climate topics enough so that pub- the public understands what's going on and they demand better from the companies that we purchase from, from mm-hmm. the politicians that we elect. We need everybody to understand what's going on and get engaged so that we can influence with our dollars, with our purchasing, um, with our, you know, involvement in our community, the future of this planet. And, um, you know, that's really critical. And there are things people can do that do make a big difference when when it adds up. And if you think about a community, you know, we know that in a community, if, if one family gets solar panels, the rest of the community is going to be much more likely to get solar p- panels. We know if you have dinner with another family that maybe isn't eating as much meat or is more plant-based, your family is gonna see that as a model and gonna be more likely to have more plant-based options in your diet. So we know these things start locally. They start at the community level. And so just kind of walking away and saying, it's not fair, I don't wanna have to deal with it. Like that's, we're kind of past that point. Unfortunately, we all need to do our part. Um, And you know, that means everybody from the top down, holding those companies accountable, you know, buying products from companies that are doing the right thing. So they continue to do the right thing. And also, you know, making this a priority with your children, with your families. This is a, this is a values-based decision. This is something we we should talk about in our families and our communities as something that we, that we really pride and and value and and prioritize.
0: So you're saying make the swaps, make the changes just because it is a good idea. It's, it's not about looking like the big bad companies are doing this. Like this just makes sense. There are swaps that are equal in price, that just also feel good. It feels good when you buy them. You know that it's not harmful, that it's sustainable. And by the way, on the uh, on your website, thecooldown.com, you have a shop section, and I look through all the products because I love shopping, and they are all reasonably priced. The swap is not costing you more, and my goodness, if I had this when I was a young mom, a younger mom, I really would have loved this. So I just want to say just from my own perspective, I love what you're doing. And I so appreciate that you've vetted these products and that they are not costing an arm and a leg, because that is just the biggest insult is if you give me an option, but it's twice the price, like I'm just not going to do it.
2: Absolutely. And, and thank you so much for saying that. It's, it's great to hear, um, <laughs> you know, you don't have to sacrifice style or fun for sustainability. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there is an option at every price point point. and if you don't see one on our site again reach out to us like we are a team of experts and we are we want to <laughs> engage we're building a welcoming community and that's really core to our business and it's important mm-hmm. for us to you know open that dialogue with people if they have questions be able to answer their questions and you know going back to that personal responsibility question i mean we're not going to shop our way out of this crisis, of course, but the decisions we make as consumers, where and how we spend our money actually has a a really big impact. And
1: Mm. looking
2: at organic food, for example, as an analogy, I mean, you know, 30 years ago, it was, it wasn't that popular. People weren't that aware Mm. of organic food. Then it, you know, people became aware, but it was very expensive. And now you can buy organic food almost everywhere. You can buy it at Walmart, you can buy it at Trader Joe's. So, you know, it takes some time, but Corporations do listen to consumers when they start. And so do the retailers. They see what's selling off the shelves. And so if we start making those decisions collectively, we can have a bigger impact. And um, to echo what Anna said as well, getting involved in your community is really important because you can have a major impact on a local level. When I first moved back to uh, Idaho, I joined a local grassroots climate activism group. And we were like a collection of maybe 12 or 15 people um, mm-hmm. the whole group was about 200, but there was like a core group of people and we helped pass a clean energy resolution mm-hmm. in our County, just coming up with the resolution. We worked with a couple of nonprofits to like the Sierra club and, um, uh, the conservation voters of Idaho to come up with, you know, what the resolution looked like. So we, we tapped into some experts, but then we actually got in front of the city councils and got support, got people to write postcards and we are on our way to having uh, clean, clean energy, you know, in 2035 and 2045. So that, that was a huge lesson for me in terms of the power of grassroots activism. And wow. Anna does a ton of volunteering at her kid's school as well. And that alone is, you know, what, what you do, Anna is, is amazing. The amount, the amount of effort and time that you put into that, but all of the parents there are seeing what you're doing and it's modeling yeah. that for
0: people those ripple effects. Right. And I want to just say that uh, at the time that we're recording this, it's just past Halloween. And we were talking about, and this is the first I've ever heard of it. So I don't know, maybe, maybe it just hasn't reached where I live, but taking your pumpkins and donating them to farms to feed the animals. Hello, brilliant idea or composting them or whatever, but putting them back into the earth and not just into the garbage.
1: Yeah. A lot of people just don't, don't know that when we put our food in the trash, it goes to the landfill and it's trapped in plastic and it produces methane, which is one of the most harmful gases out there. So like right. you think, oh, I'm just putting my food in the trash can, no big deal. But like reducing food waste is one of the biggest solutions that we have um, on and that and that everybody listening to this podcast can participate in because, you know, I think the average American, um, you know, probably, I've heard the stat wastes about $1,200 in, in you know money each year just on sort of food waste that we throw away because we're not meal planning we we buy too much of something it goes bad you know all of those kinds of things um so even just making that switch or taking your you know food waste and putting it in a compost I mean many local communities now have composting options where you can get your compost picked up you can take your compost somewhere and it really does make a huge difference um we you know we brought composting to our elementary school which was awesome because I just started like asking questions hey could we could we have composting here? And was able to get some community partners on board. Um, we started composting in the lunchroom. We 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 divert thousands of pounds of food waste um, each month at our school, and it's a great way. The kids now understand what composting is, and they they come home and they say, "Hey, why aren't we composting at home?" And this is really important. And you know, and that's just like you know, we have a lot of examples of 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 parents um, on the cool down who really have just like identified a problem. And then tried to solve it. And you know, all along your kids kind of watch that journey. So we just think that's that's a really powerful um and empowering message for all of us to kind of do something in our local communities and just just starting small. Even here in in Utah, I live in Utah, we have a pretty conservative community. But um, you know, now that we're doing the composting and doing things in the school, people call me up and they're like, Hey, let's get a rain barrel. Hey, where can I donate my you know, my clothes that I don't, you know, don't know where to send, or we've started a sneaker drive. Like it is that ripple effect that that starts in a community. And if you think about every community in the world doing something like that, um, that's pretty powerful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That, that's incredible. Now, I I also know that when we make it part of our regular day-to-day life, our kids see that and our kids do what we do. They don't do what we say, by the way. They do what we do. So this is a great way to model that, right? And just making it part of your everyday does make it easier, does make it less of 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 a huge task. So when it comes to kids, we're on the heels of COVID and there's still some... There's still some remnants of COVID and mental health is, is, is at a really critical point right now with a lot of youth. And one of the things that I know that I hear all the time is, you know, with mental health and the state of the planet, a lot of kids are saying, why even bother? You know, if they're already depressed, you know, some kids are suicidal and they're looking at the planet and they're just saying who cares. And I want to give you an example of what happened in in my community uh, last year. There was uh what a new term, nobody two new terms that nobody had ever heard of before. One was a heat dome. So in British Columbia where I live, we were in this heat dome and it meant that for a few weeks we were at above 40 degrees which is over 100 degrees in uh celsius and fahrenheit right so uh so over 100 degrees fahrenheit and it was it it, it was unbelievable it was unbelievable and there was a place called Lytton bc which registered the hottest temperature on the planet and that town burst into flames and is gone six months later it was underwater our entire province, well, this the lower mainland as we call it here, was underwater because then we were faced with an atmospheric river. Nobody had heard of that before. The rain was so intense that that little town of Lytton that doesn't exist was now underwater. We had people trapped because of mudslides, of intense water. I had never seen it rain. And Vancouver is called Raincouver. So we, right. And so, and so my whole point is, is that there are a lot of scary things that have happened and we see ads that, uh, you know, oh, we, you know, the next heat dome, the next, you know, uh, river, blah, 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 all this stuff. Right. So it can be scary. It adds to the anxiety and adds to the whole problem. And my whole point is, is that you have a positive spin on this, which I think is really important. And I'd love to hear your response to what I've just said. And like, it scares me. And I, I try to be as up-to-date on things like this as possible. So what do you say when you hear stories like that and you hear about youth saying like, what, what's the point? The world might not even be here
1: yeah, I mean, it it is alarming what's happening to our planet, and we're seeing it before our very eyes. And I'm sorry that your community um, went through that. Um, unfortunately, that's what many communities are facing. Um, but you know there there is there there are solutions. And that's why you know a lot of what we hear in um, traditional media, um, as as you know, extreme weather events, it's often the bad news that leads the newscasts, right? And, and um, you know, climate media has really been dominated by sort of doom and gloom. And, and to be honest, there is a level of concern that we should all have about what's ha- happening to our planet. Um, We're we're not going to be Pollyanna about it, we're going to be realistic and, t- and try and educate people about what's going on. That said, um, there is a lot that we can do to reverse um, some of this and to, to create a better future. And I think when you know, when people are exposed to that information, we know, we know, we've seen it, we've studied the research, uh, we've studied the experts, when people are exposed to the innovation that's happening in the space and young people, especially, you know, they're more empowered to kind of to accelerate that and to make it, you know, to make it happen sooner. Um, So we, you know, totally get that, that, you know, eco anxiety is a real thing. And, um, you know. We hope to empower people. We over-index on sort of the solutions that are working to turn things around. We we actually the great news is we do have the solutions to make things better. We have incredible technology that exists. It's really just about deploying it as quickly as possible. Um, and you know that's that's the sort of that's the the mission that we have right now um, to to get that moving. But I think that every every young person, if they can take an action, if they can be empowered to participate, to understand what's happening. Hopefully we can be, we can play a role in that in terms of sort of explaining these things, um, and offering up some, some potential solutions and paths forward.
0: You know, and I, and I think, so thank you for that. I, I think that, you know, going back to what Nina said, you know, really echoing what you said in terms of, it was a small group of you that created a big change. And so reminding our kids that it doesn't, take everybody. It takes a small group of really dedicated, passionate people who are willing to spread the message and create change with elected officials. And I think that's a really important message. And how cool is that to say that to your kids and tell them that they're not powerless. And I think that's the feeling is the powerlessness, but actually it's not that way. We we can be empowered, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it can feel apocalyptic and that the yeah. doom scrolling does not help.
2: I mean, it, it's doom scrolling. so there, you know, there are antidotes to that and it's our goal in building this community to help relieve some of that ego anxiety by, by showing people this brighter future, showing people the innovation mm. that's happening, highlighting mm. the people who are making a difference. And another way to, um, to help relieve that anxiety is to join forces with other people who mm. feel the same way and build your own yeah. small community. And, you know, like you just mentioned, like figure out like, what's one thing that you want to achieve together, or even just getting together to talk about, it helps a lot Mm -hmm. instead of being isolated and just looking at information on your phone and scrolling. Mm -hmm. And it's just get together with people who are Mm like-minded and figure out a way that you can make a difference or, you know, exchange information. So that that's really helpful.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's great. So how do you talk to your kids about the state of the climate, the state of the world right now?
1: Yeah, I think I was just going to add that, um, you know, as you said, kids kids do as we do, right? And so I think modeling is the number one thing that we can show. If we, If we take an action and we feel like there's something we can do to make a difference, our kids are going to notice that. And I think with climate, um, a lot of it to me is sort of assessing what's age appropriate for your children. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Nina and I have um, have kids who are uh, seven and nine ish range age. Um, so, you know, we are we're not going to kind of probably be as 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 you know as honest about what's happening. We're just going to say, you know, we want to protect our planet, and this is how we're gonna we're gonna do it. And you know, we we both live in very beautiful places, as you do too. I think. Connecting kids to nature, you know, celebrating what they, what we want to protect is sort of the first step and really just sort of placing a value on the planet, on the, on nature, on the actions that we do and thinking about when they're consuming something, when they're interacting with something, um, you know, being really intentional and conscious about that to kind of set that behavior. Um, But again, like a conversation with a teenager, like your, you know, your kids is going to be different. Than a conversation um, with with little kids, and I think you know understanding sort of and and not getting overwhelmed yourself, and and sort of going down that doom doomsday path um, with you know with kids is going to be really important. So you know the first step is empowering us as parents, right, to understand what's going on, to feel like there's something we can do about it, and then to invite our kids into whatever we decide to do about that, whether it's conversations or or purchasing a product or whatever. And I'm sure Nina has a lot to add here too.
2: Well, no, that's great. I I'm totally hundred percent on the same page there. Um, yeah, it has to be age appropriate. And, you know, I think about like when you're, when your children are young and you're trying to get them interested in reading, for example, you don't Hmm. make them sit down and, and force them to read. You find a book about a topic that's really exciting to them. Like I have two boys, they love Captain Underpants. Really don't like that book at all, but it gets them reading. You know, <laughs> none of us do. None of us. It's do. terrible, and everything is spelled wrong. But um, but you know, it got them really excited about reading. So you know, I, I'll give you an example of two field trips that I took my kids on recently that you know really kind of piqued their interest, and we got a conversation going. Not everyone can do this because I live in a small community, but I was able to take the kids to like what we call the dump, which is the landfill and recycling center. So we took a trip out there. It's like literally 10 minutes from our house and we got to see you know what what it looks like when people throw things away i mean most mm. of us don't even you know we we go about our daily lives and we're not thinking about like the the life cycle of a product like where does it go when yeah. we're done with it and and what does that look like like at scale like we see our own trash cans but when you think about americans throw away over 550 million shampoo bottles per year that's oh. just shampoo that's not conditioner that's not it, it's just shampoo the body not, wash yes <laughs> exactly and so I took them to the dump and they had I mean for two boys going to the dump is like the trip of a lifetime and they were so uh, excited. I
0: can totally relate yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: but they got to see like where you know the recycling areas the types of things that can be recycled here the types of things that get thrown away and the other field trip that I took them on was to the museum here they're having an exhibit about um conservation and the history of dams in the in the pacific northwest and the impact it's had on our ecology on the salmon and it was Mm -hmm. all through this beautiful artwork so it's you know they got to look at like these incredible paintings of dams and photography of you know a, a a dam and then what it looked like after the dam was removed and the ecology was restored to that location and to that river and these beautiful fishing mm-hmm. nets from the Nez Perce tribe were embroidered by an artist with pictures of steelhead, you know, it's, so it was introducing them to this topic through art mm. and they got really excited about that. So it's kind of figuring out like, what are those like side door <laughs> ways to get kids excited about this topic? Yeah. Um, you know, because you don't want to, you don't want to scare them, right? You want to get them excited about
0: doing something about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really fun. You guys should do a warm bin. With your boys. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it's surprise. It surprisingly doesn't smell at all. But you take your food scraps and the little worms go and do their do their thing. Um, okay, I want to go. And and one thing I want to say too, just in terms of when we talk to our kids, we also want to be careful what they're exposed to. So you know, when there's a hurricane or a you know tropical storm, not having the news on twenty four seven that's scary. Uh, and and it's also I had a one of my clients. She lives in Florida and. They they were on track to have the storm, so they were preparing for it and all this, and then the storm went sort of zigged when it should have zagged, right? And uh, and and it didn't hit, so then she had to talk to her four year old and her four year old's thinking, oh well, storms are no big deal, but she's like, no, it still is. So you know, there's lots there's lots of little intricacies. I want to go back to what you said, Anna, really quickly. You said that we have the solutions to make things better. We have the science, the technology. Can you elaborate on that? What do you mean by that?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, we we have the I, I mean that we we do have the solutions. The first step is going to be getting off of oil and gas dependency. Um, okay. And so over the next decade, we're going to see as you know, as you're as you're hearing about um, a transition to electrification of almost everything in our homes and our lives. Um, and we're you know, I think there was a study out recently that we're already sort of approaching the peak oil and gas consumption, pretty much everything we use, every yeah. kind of, every all your clothes, your all the plastic, it's all made of oil. And unfortunately, um, you know, oil <laughs> burns pollution into, you know, and warms our planet. We've got a blanket of, you know, pollution that is trapped above our earth and that's what's creating the situation that we're in. So we need to very, very quickly reduce the amount of, of pollution that's going into the atmosphere. And, you know, beyond that, Um, that's kind of the the basic one that everybody across the planet agrees upon and everybody is working towards but um, there are all kinds of other tremendous solutions that you know organizations like Project Drawdown um, another great group is the Science Moms I don't know if you're familiar with the Science Moms but they are a group of scientists who are also moms um, who have a social media platform they have a website um, and they you know, they talk a lot about you know solutions that actually have an impact. And now there's been just incredible work that tracks kind of like what are the biggest levers we can pull. And um, you know, a lot of people think, oh, well, we need more innovation. We need more. we do need more innovation. But like honestly, the basic things that are gonna that are gonna help our planet um, are are already have already been created and invented. And it's you know, I think that that should give people some comfort. It's really just about getting those things implemented um and accelerating all of this through you know through all the levers that we can pull whether that be in our own daily lives whether that be the products we buy all these different all these different things which are going to create um just a healthier planet that's there where there's less pollution um and and which is healthier for all of our kids
0: yeah and and that includes um you know, considering buying a house made out of uh, plastic bottles, uh, some shoes that are made out of plastic (laughs) bottles and yoga mats. Uh, I'm going to get a pair of those because those are the coolest shoes ever. Um, And uh, toothpaste, tablets. You've got so many great ideas and uh, products. I just like, I am geeking out. So I just want you to know, but I didn't know about the science moms. That's great. Well, I'll put some of those links in the show notes so people can have a look, but please sign up for the cool downs newsletter because this is where it's going to be so easy to consume. And you're going to have all of the latest stuff on there too, right? Which is really exciting. So uh, if you want to stay and have this, if you want to stay up to date and have a top of mind, your newsletters are really full of great information.
1: Yeah, we have two newsletters, one uh, one that's kind of focused on good news, one that's focused on easy swaps you can make. So, yeah, love we them. would love people to check out the website, subscribe to the newsletters and, you know, let us do the research for you. It's way too mm-hmm. hard to think about buying sustainable products. you got to sort through all the certifications and all the reviews and like Nina and her team have done that already. So if you don't have time to do the work, just come and and search for what you need, whether it's a shampoo bar, whether it's an electric Mm -hmm. leaf blower, whether it's a, you know, induction stovetop cooktop, um, you know, we, we really want to make it easier for moms to make these switches because we know how much better they're going to be for their, for their kids' lives and for their own lives. Mm -hmm. Um, so we definitely hope you'll, you'll check us out.
2: Can I make one additional note about the product newsletter too? Oh yeah. I I write that newsletter and I try every single product that we talk about it, uh, that we talk about in the newsletter. And usually it focuses on one, one problem and the solution is oh. like one or two products. So it's very simple. But if you respond to the newsletter with a question, we will also read that and try to address the question. So it's very much about like engaging with our community I love and it. helping them, you know, figure out like how to put one foot in front of the other and mm. make these easy changes in their lives.
0: So you're responding to emails and DMs now. Okay. Got it. Got it. <laughs>
1: i'm on 24 7 okay that's great, that's great. <laughs> and, and she responds to all my texts when i when i text her and say like what kind of jeans should i buy my kids <laughs> and as a vip so i always respond i'm a vip client <laughs> yeah, i
0: kidding. love it i love it so much i also respond personally to everybody's message so like i love that i think there's this big huge like, group of people behind you and it's like it's just me and maybe one other person um okay so speaking those products. And Nina, if you're trying them, what are just, just for fun, what are some of the products you've done swaps with that you love? Sure. Um, and that's for both of you.
2: Yeah. Um, well, Anna and I, we talk about products all the time. That's actually how we connected around the cooldown. So Anna uh, is the co-founder and she was working on this project and um, they needed a commerce expert. And she and I, you know, having kids around the same age for years had been exchanging notes, about, mm. you know, clean products for our kids and then swapping texts about, you know, what can I do for laundry detergent or, yeah. you know, and so it was kind of like this natural evolution of us coming together and, you know, moms have to support moms. Like we're a hundred percent and collaborators. And that's really like all a lot of these conversations like in the mom network happen, happen over text or over coffee. And um, so, yeah, I'm really big on refillable products right now. And I, I would say where I've made the most impact in my life, because a couple of years ago, I decided I was like, I'm, everything I run out of in my life or or you know, if I need to buy something new, I, I'm going to challenge myself to buy the sustainable version of it. Okay. And be very thoughtful about that consumption before I just mm-hmm. run out and grab something, you know, the kind of the usual habit that I have. So I'm really big on, on refillable products because you buy the bottle once or the yeah. container once and you keep refilling it and you never throw that container out, right? Like going back to like, the shampoo, going to the shampoo example of, you know, we have, we throw away 550 million shampoo bottles a year. The same goes for dish soap bottles, laundry bottles. So laundry, for example, um, we have some really great recommendations on the website. I love the brand Blue Land. They, mm-hmm. um, they have a refillable version for laundry soap, dishwasher soap, uh, dish soap, and I covered that in one of the newsletters. It's like a, a powder dish soap that you refill. Yeah. So, um, you don't have to throw out all those dish soap bottles that, you know, we only, I think, recycle 5% of plastic in this country. So most of them go to the landfill. Uh, there's refillable hand soap, uh, from drops. I love that as well. And, um, yeah, just, and of course, personal care and beauty, there's, there's a long list of, of amazing, um, companies that are not only clean on the inside but cleaner on the outside yeah for example uh pangea organics they make beautiful products and things come in like an aluminum bottle or tube going back to the shampoo statistic bar shampoo is a great (laughs) substitute for shampoo in a bottle it's there's so many great bar shampoo options and it lasts a long time and there's no plastic involved there's no waste so i i love bar shampoo um and there's just there's a company called mob beauty that makes beautiful cosmetics and yeah anna, anna mm. and i just love and we were we were introduced to them through a celebrity makeup artist who is in our creator network and she's fantastic and it's a perfect example of how you don't have to sacrifice style for sustainability their products are gorgeous and mm. they're pioneering this compostable packaging where you can literally take so they have refillable lipstick and when for some reason if if you just want to stop using that lipstick, you can throw the tube in your composter and it, (laughs) you know, disappears and it becomes compost for your garden. So incredible! that's the future. And that is kind of like the new version of, of, of luxury. You know, that's really like where things are going and, um, and, uh, it's just, I don't know, I I could talk about products for literally like six hours. So you have to stop me.
0: (laughs) Well, and I just want to say, if you're listening to us, you have Gorgeous hair.
1: (laughs) Oh, thank you.
0: If you're using using that bar shampoo, it's working. (laughs) And you are both very put together, gorgeous women. And so as opposed to, well, maybe this is not right to say, but you, you, we call them granola eaters here. <laughs> so, you're not Birkenstock wearing uh, not you know, uh, hair. well, okay. I'm going to stop. Well, that's, stop. Well, that's the thing. About- but
1: that, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I mean, people, that's why we love Katie Deno, who everybody should check out. She's a celebrity makeup artist who's focused on clean beauty and like everything has to work on those celebrity red carpets. I mean, that's what I love about Mob. It's founded by, you know, the guy who was the founder of MAC, Mac Cosmetics, back in the day, somebody from Laura Mercier, like that product has got to work and we love Mob Beauty. They're just such a cool, cool company. So um, yeah, like we want to look good. We want to look stylish. We want to have fun. Like, I think, you know, those are all great suggestions. And um, I would just add to Nina's list, like pretty much anything you can do in your home to electrify your home is going to save you money. Mm -hmm. And it's also going to be really, really helpful. I think a lot of people, um, we got, you know, an electric leaf blower, electric, um, snow, 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 uh, plow, snow, snow machine. What am I thinking? What am I? I'm Snowblower? Like missing the word. So <laughs> far. I mean, what you don't know. Like like yeah. Like when you have <laughs> these, these gas powered lawnmowers and leaf blowers yeah. and things like, and even the electric school buses are, you know, coming in, which is awesome because yeah. all of that is putting pollution into the air and into your kids' lives. I mean, same thing with gas stoves. There's been a lot of research, which a lot of moms don't know about. Um, the gas stoves are really not good for your health. Um, and especially, you know, if you have a gas stove, please use your fan, you know, use your vent fan, um, always, always use your vent fan. But like we got, we have a gas stove um, and we got, you know just a $75 induction cooktop that, you know I make the mac and cheese in or make, you know, quick things. And I know that like, it's 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 electrified, it's not using gas. So if you have the opportunity, if you're doing a home remodel, um, you know really think about swapping out anything that's a furnace for a heat pump, you know a gas stove for an induction stove. Anything mm. that, that's that's using um, that's using gas uh, for electric and that's going to make just an enormous difference and our our friends at rewiring America have great resources on this. They have a, a calculator that people can check out uh, where you know with the with the inflation reduction act where you can kind of look and see what rebates you can get. Um, but you yes. know there's they, they have a lot of great resources around kind of swaps you can make in your home that will save you money and also just be so much better for the for your health and the planet.
0: That's incredible and I I have to say I didn't know about electrifying everything if that was a solution. So um, I feel a little dumb saying that, but well, I'm just going to say it anyway. Uh, so thank you. Do not you. feel dumb. Don't Do so not know. feel dumb. Don't feel dumb, please. Well, you know, I, one of the things that we're really passionate about is, you know, our electric vehicle. We just, we, you know, we love that, that we have that. And, um, you know, it's been something we've wanted for a really long time. So um, so that feels really good. But, you know, even I'm just thinking, geez, we bought a barbecue and we could have bought the electric version and said, You know, I didn't know. I didn't know. But that's- You know what? You know, Robin, though, It's did. not
1: about feeling, it's not about feeling guilt or shame like that. That's, I mean, I'm sure you, you understand this in your, in your world of parenting, like it's not going to do us any good to feel bad about things that we have or the decisions that we've made. It's just like yeah. when you go forth and buy something new, especially a huge home appliance, like a furnace or something like that, try to make a better, you know, a better swap. Um, and you know, we're, none of us are perfect. Like I have a furnace, I have things in my home. Like I can't replace all of these things at once. So yeah. let's, let's just not focus on like feeling guilty or, you know, feeling bad about anything. Let's just try to really, um, you know, think about how, as we learn more about these things, how we can, how we can just make better choices. Yeah. I, I really, I don't that. want you to feel bad.
0: <laughs> no. And, exactly. and you know what? Thank you for that. Because that is exactly what I say to parents. Like it's, it's not your fault. It's Okay you know, we, we all make mistakes. That is what it is to be human. So thank you for saying that to me. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So, okay. I have two things. One is you have the most amazing, helpful resource for parents in the parent toolbox, which is how parents can lead the way in shaping a cooler and cleaner future. And you've got all of these great climate friendly suggestions, solutions, like low waste birthday parties, have your kids help you start composting. So some of the things that we've talked about and so much more. So you can go to parent-toolbox.com and you can download this and have it because it'll just help you to clarify what you can do and give you some ideas. And then of course you are going to want to definitely go and sign up for the newsletter that Nina herself is writing and responding to. So we just want to make (laughs) Nina's life really full. Um, (laughs) Follow them on Instagram at the cool down. Right. Um, And, uh, and so people can find you everywhere, right? You're, you're the cool down everywhere on LinkedIn, um, on Facebook, um, Instagram, it's the underscore cool underscore down just to get that right. But you'll, you'll see the logo when you see it on the website, you'll see it everywhere. And there's links on the website to all of your socials, which I just want to make sure people go because there are so many cool things that you have and boy, would it feel so good. Like it just feels good to make a choice that you know is a good, clean, healthy choice. So, with that said, I want to ask you one last question. What? Because I want to end on a on a good note. What is the best news story about the climate? Uh, oh, hold on, let me ask this properly. The best news story about the climate that you've come across so far. So let's like have some fun. I don't know if it's one of you that answers or both of you have different ones, but it. I'm I'm opening it up to you. Hannah, you take this one first.
1: Oh, gosh. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I think that the number one story of the year, I mean, I know we're starting, we're starting the new year now, but like, I think what the Patagonia founder did just got so many people's attention. Um, and you know, was just such a, like, that was like one of the biggest wins of the year. in in my opinion, um, not you, just because can you explain it what he did. Yes, so the the founder of Patagonia um, decided to dedicate all the profits of the company to fighting climate change, um, and I think it just you know it shows sort of like the power of a company and a corporation. Like regardless of who gets elected, regardless of who your politicians are, like companies can have an impact, and you can have an impact by supporting companies that are doing the right thing. And I think it was just such a great. Uh, a great modeling example and will create a ripple effect and also just drew a ton of attention to this, this issue. Um, so I was really excited about that, um, as a, as kind of the biggest, Uh the biggest thing that happened, one of the biggest things that happened this year. Oh, it's fantastic.
2: Love it. That was amazing. I don't know if you can top that, but can I talk about one of my favorite trends in products that I've seen over the, (laughs) um, it's the circular, I wouldn't, it's a circular trend. I wouldn't, I don't know if I would classify it as a trend, but it's a lot of companies are moving towards circular production, which means they think about the entire life cycle of the product. And I'll give mm-hmm. you an example. There's a um, company called four days and they produce uh, basic teas and sweats and really mm-hmm. cute clothing made from organic cotton. When you are uh, finished with your t-shirt or if it wears out, instead of donating it to a thrift shop or throwing it away, you can send it back to the company they give you a credit on the site to buy new t-shirts and they repurpose it into other material or they recycle it responsibly with their partners. So it just goes right back into the supply chain mm. and it never goes into the landfill. And there are quite a few companies doing that. There's a sneaker company called Thousand I think you may have mentioned it. they make their sneakers out of like, they feel like you're walking on a yoga mat. They're incredible. That's right. It's
0: on your site. But that's yeah, all I know.
2: If you want a really <laughs> chic amazing white sneaker like that you can wear every day with everything with dresses with jeans um they're incredible they're very comfortable and same thing when when they wear out you can send it back to the company you get a credit on the site. I believe it's like 20 dollars towards your next pair but that's a trend that we're seeing emerge with a lot of different um fashion companies mm-hmm. and it's it's so positive because it yes. just keeps everything out of the landfill and it keeps it in production Ugh. and it's just like why haven't we been doing this forever, you know? But I'm just so happy to see that it's gaining some momentum. And oh. uh, when I see stories like that, I just, I, it just makes my entire day. So I hope that gives people hope that these things are yeah. happening.
1: And oh. and I just add, Robin, that every week on Instagram and in our newsletter and on our website, uh, we have a feature called Here on Earth where we feature three positive climate stories every single week. So literally like every week you can get this from us. We, we promise it, deliver on it. Um, we want people to kind of feel that dopamine hit around sort of like progress and innovation like we need more of that um, to to motivate us you know it's just like parenting right like you know let's let's focus on more and more positive because we know that those negative things kind of stick in your head right like we need those positive examples and and we're here for it
0: Ugh you know, is that what I'm feeling? Is it a dopamine hit? Cause I'm super like <laughs> excited. Like, I feel like you've energized me. I feel empowered. I feel like, like this is just so great. This is one of my favorite conversations. I I'm love it. done so- here.
1: <laughs> oh, yes.
0: oh my gosh. Anna Robertson, Nina Tuli, Thank you so much. The cool down is like, I'm going to start favoring it, uh, fa- favorite it on my desktop. And you're going to see me all over Instagram. Oh. Oh thanks Robin all over your posts thank you so much for what you're doing it's such a pleasure to talk to you thank you so much you too thank Thank you. you thank you
1: yeah let's change the world we can do it yes
0: thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast parenting our future I'm parent coach Robin McMahon and if you're enjoying this podcast please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message And don't forget to subscribe and if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and